0: This is the Old Radio Shows Podcast.
1: Johnson Wax Program. Of Johnson's wax and Johnson's self polishing blow coat present Fibber McGee and Company with Jim Jordan as Fibber, Donald Novis, the Four Notes, and Billy Mills Orchestra. And tonight, we're delighted to welcome to this program the listeners to 27 stations of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. We open the show tonight with A Shine on Your Shoes. an announcement of real importance to any housewife. This is the week when millions of women are making their homes bright and attractive for Easter day. If you're wise, you'll start with your floors. Give them new beauty with Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. You know, of course, how easy it is to apply glow coat. Takes only a few minutes to do a whole floor. You don't even have to soil your hands. No rubbing or buffing is necessary. Glow coat dries in 20 minutes to a wonderful gleaming polish that everyone admires. Right now, there's a special sale on Johnson's Self Polishing Glow Coat and Johnson's Wax. Ask your dealer for the giant size cans that give you one third more for your money. A pint and one third, or a pound and one third, for the regular price of one pint or one pound. It'll pay you to go to the store tomorrow morning and get a supply of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self Polishing Glow Coat in the money saving giant size cans. <laughs> contentment reigns over the McGee Menage today, our hero has just had a good breakfast and is lingering over his second cup of coffee and the morning papers. And here in the dining room at 79 West for Vista, we find Fibber, Japers, crapers. where'd you get those papers, McGee? <laughs> hmm, what's all this stuff about them college students swallowing live
0: goldfish? <laughs> <laughs> Bet
1: they're just trying to wiggle out of (laughs) examination Well, well Maurice Chevalier expected to make American comeback Well, good for you, Maurice You can do it, too, if you try hard and keep a stiff lower lip (laughs) Come in Oh, hi, Michael have a cup of coffee? Did you make it? Yep. No, thanks. And... <laughs> say, I see you've got the morning papers. Did you read about that collector of antique furniture who's in town? Juniors, P. Fort Gill? No, what about him? <laughs> well, I was just thinking. He's in town buying up old furniture, and I thought you might make a little dough. Your furniture's pretty old, isn't it? Well, now, say it is, at that. I wonder oh, if Look I... at that old sofa of yours in the living room, and that 4 poster bed you have upstairs. Didn't you tell me that Napoleon once slept on that bed? Well, sure I did that, That's what the dealer told me <laughs> Judging from the bumpy mattress that come with it I'll bet Napoleon's horse slept on it, too Say, I bet I can sell that guy some stuff at that Well, I thought you'd be interested Of course, I don't know if your stuff is antique or... Oh, don't worry about that there, Harpo By the time he gets here, it'll look antique Sure you won't have a cup of coffee, Harpo? No, thanks It smells too strong for me mm-hmm. How do you make coffee, anyway? Well, how does anybody make good coffee? I get a can of coffee, take the cover off, dump half the coffee out, and fill the can up with boiling water.
0: <laughs>
1: so, Makes enough coffee for eight or ten days if you warm it up good.
0: <laughs>
1: well, what do you do with the coffee I have left? Throw it out or use it for fly spray? <laughs> That's no good for that. i tried that, Harpo. <laughs> it's no good for fly spray. It eats holes in the drapery. <laughs> okay. For tipping me off to Father Gill Harpo and say if you're going past the hotel, you drop a hint to this uh, antique collector Father Gill and Guy, and see if tell him I got a house full of antiques. I'll do that, Fibber. I owe you a favor for not insisting that I have a cup of that sheep dip. So long, pal. <laughs> well, now, let's see now, how can I make this furniture look antiquer than it is? I better scratch it up a little. Maybe shoot some wormholes into it with a shotgun. Boy, won't Molly be happy when she comes home and finds I got rid of all this old junk? <laughs> That ain't Father Gill, folks. We ain't built up enough suspense yet. Come in. Hello there, Johnny. Want any fresh eggs today? (laughs) No thanks, old-timer. Hey. (laughs) I says, no, we don't want any eggs. Not on this show. We lay our own. (laughs) That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it.
0: (laughs) The well, I hear it,
1: one fella says to the other fella, See, he says. <laughs> See where Jim Farley might run for vice president. That so, says color feller. Vice president ain't much of a job for a fella like Farley, is it? No, says the first fella. But if you start out as a mailman, you gotta expect to hold the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Sure you don't want any eggs, done? I fed one of my hands on violets this week and she laid some nice purple ones for Easter. No, thanks. No, righty. <laughs> she laid purple eggs for Easter. I wonder if she laid any for that old buzzard. He's got a face that would stop a cluck. What was I going to do? Oh, yes. i got to get this furniture ready. I'll bust the glass in that desk so that it'll look a little older. Ah. That looks more antique. Tear the upholstery a little on this footstool. Yeah. Rip that right leg off this footstool. Oh, they
0: cut down
1: the old pine tree. And they hauled it away. Come in. Hello, Pepper. What are you doing? Oh, kicking the furniture around, Billy. There's an antique buyer in town, and I'm adding a few years to the life of all my stuff. It looks battered enough now. (laughs) Are you familiar with antiques? Oh, yes, enough, anyway. For instance, you see that love seat there? That's a genuine, authentic antique, William. That's the very love seat where Paul Revere proposed to Cleopatra. Go on. (laughs) Cleopatra was a thousand years older than Paul Revere. Oh, well. What difference does it make if they really love each other? There's a lot of romance in a piece of furniture like that there, Billy. Can't you just imagine a young lover sitting there on pins and (laughs) needlepoint? Well, never mind that. How about hearing John Novus sing this night? Well, that'll be swell, Billy. Let him go ahead while I load my shotgun. Your shotgun? Yeah, I got to shoot a few wormholes in this furniture. That's a trick I learned from my grandfather, William. He was an antique dealer. Poor old guy. What happened to him? Oh, he tried to saw the legs off his old secretary and she swore out a warrant. (laughs) This night. Take it, Don. Don. You can sing this night for me any day. Well, thanks, Fibber. But please don't point that shotgun at me. Oh, don't worry about that shotgun. It ain't loaded. I was just going to show Gee, that was wonderful, Fibber. It was. <laughs> you knocked out the front window. What could you do with a loaded gun? <laughs> we all make mistakes. Most people don't make more than one with a shotgun. Oh, so you don't think I know anything about firearms, eh? No, oh, I guess you didn't know I used to be a champion skeet shooter. No, did you? Well, oh, sure I did. Well, I used to go out in the morning with my dog and gun and come back just loaded down with skeets.
0: <laughs>
1: they was good eating
0: too. A
1: little gamey, but good. <laughs> you ever try a clay pigeon with wild rice? <laughs> Now you're joshing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were you going to use the shotgun for anyway? I'm going to shoot some wormholes in the furniture to make it look more antiquer.
0: Yeah. Sit down, down and watch me.
1: Uh, no thanks. I, I've been allergic to shotguns ever since I was a kid and stole watermelons. <laughs> the farmers used to fire rock salt at us. Did uh-huh. you ever get hit? Yes, once. I thought so. They say the best way to tame a bird is to put salt on it. A... Oh, you're going Don? <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. See you later. Okay. <laughs> Let's see now i better start with the piano I'll saw the top off that So it'll look like an old-fashioned melody and then cut down the old signway Which made it much harder to play
0: I'm
1: going to have a fine bunch of antiques here very shortly Now, if I can let you What's that? That couldn't be Father Gill He wouldn't be riding up on a horse Or maybe he expects to jockey me on the price Come in well, for goodness sakes, a Royal Canadian Mounted Policeman What you want, Paul Dark and Handsome? Are you Fibber McGee, sir? Yes, I am, bud, but what you Well, having... I'm Sergeant Wilcox, sir, of the Mounted oh. Just rode down to welcome you to the Canadian Network tonight oh, Hands across the border and all that sort of thing, you know? Well, thanks, Sergeant It's nice to know there's two countries who can reach their hands across the border Without shaking their fists at each other <laughs> Certainly appreciate your coming in.
0: <laughs>
1: Why, well, I'm delighted, sir. And may I ask what you're doing with a saw and hammer? A man peeking some furniture, bud. Getting ready to sell some old stuff to a collector. Really? Yeah. Interesting lot of stuff. Say, hey, those old manuscripts on the desk there should be worth a lot. May I see them? Why, a collection of old jokes, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine anyone laughing at those old quips. Hey, put that down, bud. That's our next week's program. <laughs> Sorry, sir. You familiar with our show up there, Sergeant? Oh yes, Splendid product you have too, old man. So okay. it makes hard work for us policemen. Well, how can that be? Johnson's wax makes work a lot easier. Oh, not for us. Why? Just last month, I trailed a criminal for three hundred miles. Just as I was closing in on him, he walked through a house in Saskatchewan and disappeared. Disappeared? Is that, yes. that one? Yes. The owners of the house had used Johnson's Wax, and we couldn't find a single fingerprint on the furniture or woodwork or a single footprint on the floor. Well, I suppose you heard about the special limited offer Johnson's Wax has on sale now, a giant-sized can, paste or liquid with an extra third free. No, but I'll speak to Inspector McTavish about it. He's a rare one for a bargain. Inspector McTavish, eh? Wonder if he's the same one I worked with when I was a mounted policeman up there. Oh, were you a Mountie? Was I? You mean you mean to say you never heard of me up there? Why, shucks, sergeant! I was once known from Vancouver to Quebec for my capers up there. (laughs) Canadian capers, McGee! I was known as in them (laughs) days. Canadian Capers McGee, the coolest, cleverest, crimson coated cop who ever crept carefully through the keen, cutting cold to capture a crook, continually cantering across country to crack a conspiracy or keep constant control of criminals coming into Canada, and the continent's as craftiest constable from Columbia's colossal trees to the colorful cabins of Lake Louis. Yes, sir, and the way I used to run out of the barracks and leap onto the back of my horse for my dead run was something to see. Hey, you got your horse outside there? Yes, sir. Tethered to the porch, sir. Well, open the door and I'll show you how I used to leap into the saddle. Well, I'd like to see it, sir. Well, here I go. Watch this. Oh, good heavens! What happened, sir? What do you mean? What happened? There ain't no horse out there. Oh no, sir! Not out there! I tied the animal to the back porch. Oh dear! Sorry, you misunderstood. Ooh. Well, I must be going now, sir. Welcome to Canada, old man. Oh. Cheerio! Oh boy, oh boy! First time I ever been saddle tour without even being on a
0: horse. Now <laughs> well, I better get
1: busy before old Fothergill comes to look at my antiques. Oh, they cut down the old pine tree And they hauled it away to the mills Hey, this stuff is beginning to look like something Maybe I'd better check up and see if old Father Gill is really coming over here Before I batter up any more of this stuff Call him up Hello, operator Give me the commercial house, I want Oh, is that you, Merck? <laughs> Hi, Merck. Sir McGee How's everything, Merck? Say, I seen your brother on the street this morning Yeah, he sure looked proud in that new sweater of his with the big H.C. on it Where's he going to school, Mert? Harvard College? Huh? Oh, House of Correction. <laughs> uh, say, uh, give me the commercial house, will you, Mert? Thanks. Oh, they chopped down the old pine tree and hauled it away. Hello? Commercial house? Let me talk to Mrs., Mr. Junius P. Father Gill, will you? <laughs> uh, he's gone out where? To see a man named McGee. Uh oh. Well, never mind. Oh, boy, he's on his way. Hot dog. Come in, Fothergill. Oh, how do you do, Mr. McGee? Oh. Uh, hi, Uppy. I mistook you for an antique collector, a guy named Junius P. Fothergill. I expect him over here any minute. Oh, really? Well, now, that's exactly what I wanted to see you about, Mr. McGee. You see, I'm selling him a few pieces of my own collection. <laughs> you know, the Uppington family is simply full of antiques. Uppy, <laughs> you just issued an engraved invitation to a wise crack there, but I ain't got the heart. Did you come over here to tell me about Father Gill? Oh, no, 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 Miss McGee. Uh, you remember that footstool you borrowed from me last week? The, 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 the footstool? Oh, yes, the, yes. Oh, yes. the footstool. <laughs> Chuck, I kind of forgot that was yours, Abby. A... Oh, my it is. <laughs> yes. Oh, good heavens, Miss oh. McGee. Why, you've ruined it. <laughs> and that's been an Uppington heirloom for generations. Oh. Why, there hasn't been a heel in our family that hasn't rested on that footstool. <laughs> Oh, really, Mr. McGee? How could you? Oh, it wasn't hard. I just took the hammer and went to it. But you just leave it to me, Effie. I'll sell it for you for a lot more than you could. Oh, dear. Well, well all right. I, I don't mean to be a silly girl about it, Mr. McGee, but I do hope you know what you're doing. And trust me, Uppy, I know my antiques. For instance, you see that little wooden clock up on the wall there? Oh, yes. Cuckoo, isn't it? <laughs> little, but it's cute. My, my great-great-grandfather made that clock, Uppie. Oh, really? Yeah, he was always tinkering with clocks. Made one for a friend of his once, a barber, and put a little hen into it instead of a cuckoo. And every morning, the little door would fly open and the little hen would pop out and say, cut, 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 And the barber would get up and go to work. <laughs> now, that's very interesting. But do you think Mr. Tarbogill
0: will be... Quiet, Effie. I
1: want to hear how that cuckoo clock sounds. It's going to strike. Cuckoo. 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 Well, imagine that. Wasn't that clever, Grandpa? He put a quartet in it. <laughs> what you going to sing, kids? The cuckoo and the clock. Okay, give it the works. <laughs>
2: Was the only sound. <coughs> Tick tock on the metal, nothing else around. Pointer whistles that they could see. <coughs> they that they had company. There they were, there they were. He was baby-talking her. And the cuckoo in the clock went cuckoo. Every fifteen minutes he flew. Cuckoo, cuckoo, cuckoo. He a foul, he a foul, the foul to the gal. The cuckoo in the clock went coo I believe that I can to woo-woo. Woo-woo, woo-woo, woo They didn't know that everything they said was overheard. They didn't hear that little birdie giving them the bird. So he said with a sigh, who's your little cuckoo The cuckoo in the clock went coo so I'm just a little cuckoo. I'm not as cuckoo as you. Then he closed the door and went through. The birdie cuckoo, the birdie cuckoo. Every fifteen minutes he cuckoo, 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 cuckoo. I believe the are starting to woo, 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 woo. They didn't know everything they said was overheard. They didn't hear that little birdie giving them the bird. He said to the side, who's your peachy pie? The cuckoo in the clock went cuckoo, so I'm a little cuckoo. I'm not as cuckoo as you. Yeah, he closed the door.
1: was great, Four Notes. Remind me to give you a little extra bird feed this week. Well, I guess I better get back to work. Oh, I cut down the coffee table to make it as old as I was able. Oh, I cut... oh. Better hide these tools. Come in. Oh, hello there, Fisher. Why is your face being so full of perspiration? <laughs> Well, I've been working, Nick. I've been uh, aging my furniture. want to sell it to a big antique collector. I don't mean to tell you. Yeah, I've been kind of doctoring it up so to look older. Well, for scrimp's sake, would you be guilty of deceiving an appearance for the sakes of making a profit, Fizzer? Why, certainly, wouldn't you? Sure, every time. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, Nick, have you got any antiques? Any period furniture? Period furniture? Oh, sure, we're having a little stuffed over Sioux City that is... A little what? A little stuffed over Sioux City. Stuffed over Sioux City. Oh, you mean an overstuffed Davenport. <laughs>
0: stuffed over Sioux City.
1: <laughs> sir, while I stand connected. I knew it is being someplace in Iowa, but this little stuffed over Davenport is being a nice thing, Figger. It has got pop holes through its polka dots all over it. There is being enough periods in that one piece of furniture to make a great. No, thing. no, 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 no. By period, by period furniture, Nick, we mean, uh, oh, like uh, William and Mary and. Heffel White and Colonial and Early American, Louis Fourteenth and all stuff like that there. Oh, but I think that is all being a lot of saucy apples, Fizzer. If <laughs> a chair is being a good place to sit on, what difference is it making whether it is William and Marion, Early Colloquial, Heffel push, or Lousy the XIV? <laughs>
0: well,
1: I'm afraid you just don't appreciate nice things, Nick. Yes, it would be a nice thing if I appreciated nice things, but I haven't, so I don't. <laughs> But speaking of a furniture, it is like I was saying to Mrs. DePopolis last night when she is saying she would like to go downtown and buy a new ornamental rug. Oriental. Why
0: not? <laughs>
1: anyway, when she is saying that to me, I'm saying, listen, Mrs. DePopolis, I'm saying, while she is having the radio on very loud and listening to the Lone Range Finder. Listen, Mrs. DePopolis, I'm saying, and then she is turning the radios to hear Robert pray. Robert pray? Um... Oh, you mean Bob Hope.
0: Sure. Oh, well, Hope
1: and Pray, what is the difference? Well, what did you tell Mrs. Apopolis about buying the Oriental rug? Nothing. Just then she's getting some pretty music by the Philadelphia um, Symphony Orchestra <laughs> and is marching me to be quiet with the rolling pin. So I guess i know when I'm well off to the drugstore to buy me some cigars. Well, so long, Tizzle. Don't forget to come and see us sometime. Anytime you're dropping in, pass by. <laughs> I'm just about all set for old Father Gale. I'll take one more whack at that easy chair. Oh, I bet that's him. Come in. How do you do? Do you need any talk? <laughs> Not now, sis. The show's nearly over. <laughs> we could have used some in the first 20 minutes. Well, you don't understand. I represent the Wilkie Silky Socky Corporation, and I'm taking orders for our new spring line. May I show you some samples? <laughs> no, thanks, sis. I go barefoot starting first of May. <laughs> well, don't stub your toe, Junior. <laughs> yeah. Wilkie Silky Socky Corporation. I should have told her I represented the John C. Wansy Waxy Company. Oh, I better get these splinters picked up before Father Gill gets hurt. I'll have to take up a collection to buy our sound effect man some new knuckles. (laughs) Come in. Uh, good day, sir. Mr. McGee, I believe. You betcha, bud. You the gentleman who wanted to look at the furniture? Yes, I am. How did you know? Oh, I've been expecting you. Have a cigar? Uh, Thank you. I have one. You got two?
0: (laughs) Thanks. Uh,
1: uh, hmm. They tell me you have a very valuable collection of antiques here, Mr. McGee. Oh, I have. Very valuable. Uh, <laughs> uh, what would you estimate its uh, value, Mr. McGee? Oh, I don't know, Bud. Aside from the sentimental value, I'd say it was worth at least, well, in the neighborhood of, uh, roughly speaking about, well, at a guess, somewhere near... Well, what would you say? <laughs> well, I'd much rather you put your own price on it, McGee. You would? Well, <laughs> oh, that's swell. Well... Well, now, you take that desk there. I'd say about 3000 for that one piece.
0: 3000
1: Is that all? Is it? <laughs> well, that's without the drawers, of course.
0: <laughs>
1: With the drawers, I'd say $5,000. Now, how about that footstool, bud? That's interesting, ain't it? Oh, yes, it certainly is very interesting. <laughs> it's fairly modern, isn't it? Oh, no, that's a genuine Uppington. I know the Uppington family personally. Remember the old furniture designers, Uppington, Downworthy, and Roundweather? <laughs>
0: Their trademark
1: was up, down, and around. That footstool is worth at least two thousand, Bud.
0: Is that so? Well,
1: that seems like a fair price. It does. Well, <laughs> well uh, what do you think of the rest of the stuff, Bud? Well, uh, frankly, I I don't know when I've seen such a motley collection of furniture. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you know your stuff, Bud. There ain't a piece in the lot that ain't a genuine motley. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's very good <laughs>
1: Or is it? <laughs> now, uh, what value would you place on the entire lot, Mickey? The, the whole mess, eh? Well, frankly, Bud, I'm making the estimate low on account of you seem to be a nice guy Let's make it a fair and square 20,000 No, 25,000 That's it That's my final figure That's very fair I'll settle for $25,000. Don, we better close the deal quick, because this stuff is getting more antique every
0: minute.
1: Yes, uh, deal? Uh, wh- what deal? Well, well, you're buying this stuff, uh, ain't you? Buying it? Why, no. Who do you think I, I am? Ain't you Father Gill, the antique collector? No, I'm Wallaby, the tax assessor. You'll take one of them. <laughs> be back in just a moment. We know that all you women are thinking about spring house cleaning, so it's a good time to remind you again of the special sale of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Blow Coat in giant size cans that give you one-third more for your money. It's important that you make your home clean and attractive for spring, and that you protect your prized possessions from dirt and wear. Remember, it's very much to your advantage to buy Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Blow Coat now. While you can get the special giant size cans that contain a pint and one third or a pound and one third and yet cost no more than the regular pint or pound sizes. Now, if you can't go to your dealer, phone him in the morning and ask for the money saving giant size cans of Johnson's wax and Johnson's self polishing blow coat. When the present supply of these giant cans is exhausted, there won't be any more, and we don't want you to be disappointed. <laughs> Wilcox has already welcomed our new listeners tonight on the Canadian Network, and I want to extend the welcome on behalf of our little company and myself. We hope our northern neighbors will enjoy our shows and will join us each Tuesday night from now on. Incidentally, our next week's broadcast is our 200th program for Johnson's Wax, and we're happy to announce that we'll have another visit from our old friend, Zazu Pitts. Good night, folks. (laughs) Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson Blacks and Johnson Self-Polishing Globe, Racine, Wisconsin, inviting you all to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. This is the National Broadcasting Company.